Good morning. Good morning once again. It is Winning Wednesday. I am so excited that this has become a thing, that this is a way for me to show up and continue to share winning strategies and wisdom that are going to help you navigate through life, through circumstances, and a lot of other things that you have going on. So last month, I started Winning Wednesday. Excuse me. Last month, I started Winning Wednesdays, and they turned out to be so fantastic. The feedback that I got from a lot of the things that were being shared was incredible. God released me to continue to do Winning Wednesdays. And so I'm just excited to be here. And I'm hopeful that you're getting some great nuggets. I love the feedback that is being DM'd to me. I love how you're taking the uh, strategies and being able to apply them to your lives. And so I'm so excited about that for you. And I'm glad that I was obedient to what God told me to do. Now, a couple of housekeeping things before I jump into this incredible topic we have today. Enrollment for PowerPlay closed last Friday. The next enrollment is for the February and March 2023 cohort. So if you're interested in PowerPlay, you can begin to set your sights on that looking ahead to 2023. You can enroll today if you are interested in payment plan information, you can reach out to me. If you want to catch any of the Winning Wednesday replays, the best place to go is YouTube. They are out there on the YouTube channel so that you can put me on pause. You can ruminate on a few things, think them through. You can take great notes. So if you want to plug into some of the replays, they are out there on YouTube. And of course, they are on my podcast. So if you go to my podcast on any of the podcast networks, you can find the replays there always for Winning Wednesdays. These nuggets that God has inspired me, I know that they're life-changing. I know that they are helping you. And so you want to make sure that you're consistently showing up for them, showing up for yourself. And I get the question all the time, like, Denise, why are you doing this? Why do you give so much out for free to people? And it's because God said so. And I don't mean S-O, I mean S-O-W. He told me to sow some rich seeds into the lives of others so that we can come up together, so that we can grow together. At the beginning of 2022, I was really inspired to do three things. One was to be seen. The second was to be heard. And the last was to serve in life-changing ways. And Winning Wednesdays is absolutely a part of that strategy, that approach, and that plan. But even more than that, I have to tell you, I am so over the moon excited. As fall is starting to do the falling, if you will, we are really position to embark into the unstoppable season. Now, last year was my first time doing unstoppable and we are on the heels of unstoppable 2022. And I will tell you, I am believing that God is going to help set some women free. Now, I will 
I started doing Unstoppable because in my own journey, here's what I discovered. I discovered that there were some traumatic experiences that happened to me where I had drawn a line in the sand and I wasn't moving past them. And it was really limiting my ability to be successful. And so I knew that I had to go back and deal with some of the trauma. And as I have continued to work with more and more women, I find the same is true for them. And so every year I do Unstoppable because I know that we have to leave the past behind. We have to get past some of those traumatic experiences that we had. And so Unstoppable 2022 is going to be incredible. Let me tell you about the three topics we're going to cover in that event. I am excited about the women who are partnering. We're going to be talking about miscarriage. We're going to be talking about abuse. And we're going to be talking about abortion. It is going to be November 14th through the 16th. You you can get more information on my website. You got to register to take part because I want to make sure this conversation happens in a safe place for us to really be authentic with what our experiences have been. And as we talk about disappointment today, I know a lot of us have disappointment around those experiences, around the trauma that we felt. And so as I was preparing and God was like, this is what I need you to talk about this week. I was really excited because I know that many of us experience disappointment. Here's the one thing I do know. We are created for relationships. God created us to be in relationship and the very nature of us being in relationship means that from time to time, we are going to experience disappointment. We are going to experience the emotion, the pain of disappointment. I also know this and I say it very often. We have to be willing to grow personally in order to soar relationally. Oftentimes we are looking outside of ourselves. We are pointing to other people, trying to make them be the solution or solve for whatever we're experiencing. But I want you to know the answer and the buck stops with you. We have to be willing to grow personally so that we can show up authentically strong and powerful in our relationships. A lot of us have to really get to the point where we are showing up in a way that really brings our best self, our best version to the relationship. But I know, I know that relationships really come with disappointment. And if you're married, if you're in a love relationship, you are experiencing that because you have expectations. And essentially, that is what a disappointment is. It is an unmet expectation. Now, I want you to know that it is not beyond uh, repair, that you can get past it if you are willing to do the work to do so. Many of us, we hold back, we don't really give ourselves fully to uh, the experience of overcoming disappointment, but it usually just signals that a conversation needs to be had, that we need to approach the rules of engagement in a different way. Perhaps we need to institute some boundaries so that we can get on the same page. That's usually what it's an indication of. But oftentimes we retreat, we pull back instead of leaning into it. Disappointment is nothing more than a signal of a misalignment. 
Something is not aligned between you and whoever is prompting the disappointment with you. And there are ways that we can deal with it. But the first thing I want to do is just normalize it. I want to normalize it because oftentimes we feel like nobody will understand. We often feel alone. We feel like it's just happening to us. But disappointment is something that needs to be normalized so that you realize you can get through it that this is not the end because you are disappointed. You can move forward and you can overcome it. I believe that there are things we can do to prevent disappointment. There are things we can do to handle disappointment. And there are things that we can do to recover when disappointment occurs. And so today I want to walk through some of those perspectives. The first one that I wanna kind of talk, talk through especially in the moment, the moment when you realize that this expectation you have has now been unmet. You have a choice in that moment as to whether you're going to respond or react. You have to choose if you're going to respond or react. And the reason why I want you to begin to think ahead is because you can train yourself to make sure that you have a response. What usually happens when we don't have a prepared response for disappointment is we react. And reactions can be very emotional, they can be very overstated, and sometimes they can be extremely detrimental to the relationship. We have to train ourselves to have a response. Now, a response doesn't mean resolution. A response says when that initial sting happens, what do we do? Do we go back and say, hey, I need a minute. I got to go back and think this through so that we don't overreact. Do we have some statement, some phrase that we train ourselves to say so that we can make sure that we don't bring detriment to the situation? Do we give ourselves space? And that is what I mean by having a response or rather than a reaction. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we, in the heat of the moment, are reacting to it, typically we will over respond. And we probably all have had instances where that has occurred to us, where we have over respond to the situation. And you have to make sure that when things are rearing up within you, when you are getting hot, that you do not make rash big decisions in that moment. In that moment where you're starting to get heat up and you're starting to have a response to what happened, your emotions are all over the place. And that is not the time to make a big decision. You need to make sure you give yourself grace and space to settle down and regroup so that you don't bring demise to something that you actually can work through. And this develop, this has to be developed over time with you learning to trust yourself with you learning to trust how to navigate through those disappointing moments. And so as you begin to think about what my reactions typically are, 
when you have to now um, really press yourself to think about how you can respond instead. How can you create a response so that it may not address the situation, but it keeps you safe? It keeps matters safe. It protects and it gives you the grace to recover. Let's keep going. As I've stated, disappointments occur when expectations haven't been met. But just because they haven't been, been met doesn't mean you haven't spoke them. The reality is you could have been very upfront with your expectations. And even though you are upfront, that doesn't mean that they still won't go unmet. And one of the things that we convince ourselves of is because I've said it, they're going to adhere to it. And that may not be the case. And so making sure that not only you give yourself the uh, courage to express your expectation, you have to then begin to recognize that they still can go unmet. This is the reason why you have to make sure you have a response prepared. If you've said it and they still do it, how are you going to react to that? How are you going to give yourself space? Disappointments occur everywhere. They occur at work. They occur in friendships. They occur in love relationships. And in those instances, when disappointments happen, it is essentially making a demand on you for sacrifice and compromise. And this is the reason why I say you have to be willing to grow personally in order to soar relations, relationally. You've got to be willing to grow in the experience. If you are not, then chances are the relationship is going to be crippled because of your refusal to grow. Now, let's talk a little bit about managing expectations. So we talked about having a prepared response versus a reaction. We talked about, yes, you've communicated your expectations and sometimes they still can go unmet. But now let's talk about managing our expectations. Here's the thing. Sometimes we can have lofty expectations of others. And usually when we have lofty expectations of others, that can result in disappointment. Here's it, 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 the reality is we cannot set the bar so high that it exceeds the degree of maturity of whoever is involved, right? You cannot have this lofty expectation that demands others to a level that they are not able to truly function at. It has to be appropriate. It has to be reasonable. And you have the expectation. So it's on you to make sure that you have good expectations of others. Now, I'm not saying set the bar low. That's not what I'm saying at all. I am saying that, yes, it should be aggressive, but within reason, because sometimes we set the bar so high that we are setting ourselves up for disappointment. We have to truly understand what is the potential to deliver and then stretch some. So making sure when we come up with our expectations that they are appropriate for the person, for the season, for the context, that it's appropriate what it can deliver. 
The expectations being set so high is almost setting ourselves up for disappointment. We want them to be aggressive, but at the same time, we want them to be appropriate. Another thing about disappointment is this one. And this is the one that I have had to truly learn for myself is that disappointment can often set in when we are expecting someone else to do what we would do. We show up in the relationship. We're willing to give fully to the relationship. But when we have the expectation that others are going to show up in the same way, we can be setting ourselves up for disappointment. This is another reason why the conversation is important. The expression of expectation on your part is important. And you need to then listen to what the other person is willing to do as it relates to your expectations. But you expecting them to show up like you would can oftentimes result in you being disappointed. Expecting yourself from other people is a surefire way to disappoint yourself. Expecting that they would do what you would do is another way to disappoint yourself. And requiring them to show up as you would again is another way for disappointment. People are going to show up authentic to who they are, not authentic to who you are. And it's really important for us to make sure we're managing our expectations. Should I require more? Absolutely. But when I'm dealing with other people, I have to understand there is something I cannot control and that is them. Here are the 10 things that I have identified that I think can help us when it comes to dealing with disappointment when it comes up. I've tried to cover how to manage expectations, and I've also tried to cover how to deal with the heat of the moment. But when disappointment occurs, here are the 10 things that I believe will help you navigate that circumstance. The first one is truly the remedy of all things, and that is just to talk about it. Making sure that we are truly verbalizing our expectations is key because a lot of times, our expectations truly are unspoken. We keep them in our head. We have assumptions and impressions, but we don't actually verbalize them. And when disappointment occurs, it is very important at the appropriate time to go back and revisit it with the person so that they have a chance to be able to allow you to understand them better not to try to make them do what you want them to do. But many of us are stuck because of something someone did not do that we expected them to, and they had no idea we were even expecting it of them. We are really big and really bad at not expressing our expectations. And so it is so important for us to talk about it, talk about it before the disappointment occurs and talk about it even after the disappointment occurs. Communication is absolutely the remedy of so many different things. Number two, 
When disappointment occurs, avoid stewing on it. Now, I'll tell you, I did this a lot. And when you stew on it, what typically happens is resentment set in. I would swallow it. I would stew on it. And eventually, eventually, it would explode out at some later point in time with a whole bunch of other points that had occurred along the way that were left unsaid by me because I just threw it in the crock pot of all of my uh, wrongs done to Denise. And at, at the point where it hit that tipping point, I exploded. And so stewing on it does nothing more than upset you. What you have to begin doing is acknowledging it with an appropriate response when it occurs so that it does not cause detriment at a later point in time. When you're just adding it into the crock pot of things, chances are at some point you're going to react and you're going to explode. So don't stew on it. Number three is this. Stay on topic when you're sharing. And we are really bad at jumping off topic. We will say, and this, and this, and this. When we are sharing what the concern is in this moment, it is appropriate to stay on topic. And this deviation off of topic typically occurs when you stew on it because you are creating a resume of things I'm going to say when instead of addressing it as it happens. When you finally begin to share, when you finally are ready to have the courageous conversation, you don't want to dilute the moment because you're bringing all of these other things in. You want to stay on topic. Number four. Is learn to compromise. And this is where our spoiled little selves don't want to be in. We want our way and no other way. We don't want to sacrifice. But hear this. A willingness to compromise is the foundation of any relationship being healthy. There has to be a willingness to compromise. And we have to learn that if we want more out of the relationship, regardless of what kind of relationship it is, we have to show up and realize we've got to give some aspect of ourselves. We have to overlook something that we may not agree with. We have to be willing to compromise. Number five, and this is one of my absolute favorites is avoid taking it personally. See, that's what makes disappointment sting the absolute most, is we take it personally. And this is one thing I say to my girls all the time, especially once, when something happens, is I tell them to identify 99 other ways to take it before you take it personally. Because when you take it personally, you begin to internalize it in ways that work against your confidence, that works against your ability to show up with strength, your ability to show up with grace. And so this is what I've learned. I have learned that usually what is going on with someone and the reason why they do what they do 
has nothing to do with me and sometimes doesn't even have anything to do with the circumstance. It usually has to do with something going on with them. And this is the reason why developing the perspective to not take it personally will shield you from making a decision, a rash decision that is not warranted for the circumstance. So don't take it personally. Number six, look for effort and not perfection. Look for effort and not perfection. And this goes back to how we have set our expectations. If we have set them so lofty and that person is trying to achieve them, if they don't hit them within X timeframe, we are ready to be disappointed and to react. But if they are progressing, if they are progressing towards the thing that you are hoping for, that you are looking for, that is an excellent sign. We have to allow others to grow. We have to give grace for others to grow. So look for effort and not perfection. We can be so picky. We can nitpick at things. We can go after things. We can criticize things. But the biggest question you need to begin to ask yourself is, do you see effort going in the right way? Do you see them acknowledging what you have asked for? And if you see that, don't uproot it expecting perfection. Acknowledge the progress. Number seven. It's recognized that everybody doesn't see it your way. Everybody doesn't see it the way that you do. Yes, there may be sentiments of what is right and wrong, but the reality is everybody doesn't see it your way. And as a result of that, as a result of them not seeing it your way, doesn't mean that you stay stuck on your way. Yes, we can have our opinion, but we need to give grace to other people and we need to give acceptance, especially if you're bringing the truth to the table. You've got to win them with truth and you do that with love. And so when you recognize that everybody doesn't see it that way, your way, lean into grace. Lean into grace, give them grace, make sure that you salvage the relationship, but give them grace and recognize that there may be boundaries that need to be set. There may be rules of engagement that need to be set. All of that may be appropriate, but acknowledging that your way may not be the way they see it can really save you from waddling in disappointment. Let's go on. Number eight. When it comes to disappointment, avoid looking for validation and look for common ground. And a lot of times we're disappointed because we want to be validated by someone. We want someone to validate our feelings, validate our opinion, validate our stance. And we feel so utterly disappointed when that doesn't happen. It's not a threat to your acceptance. It's not a threat to who you are. So seeking validation sets you up for disappointment. Look for common ground. Avoid this desire to be validated. Number nine, and this is so key, show up as the person you want to be in relationship with. 
show up as the person you want to be in relationships relationship with so if you want someone to give you consideration show up giving consideration if you want someone to give you grace show up giving grace if you want someone to show up with kindness for you show up giving kindness the bible tells us we will reap what we sow which means that to avoid disappointment, show up and be what it is that you desire to receive. That is the way that you can transform the relationship into what you want it to be. Show up for the relationship as the person you want to be in relationship with. And number 10 is this. Sometimes you're just going to have to accept it. Sometimes you're just going to have to accept that it is a disappointment, but don't get stuck. Don't uh, don't draw a line in the, stand, the sand and get stuck right there. Just accept it. And then once you accept it, you've got to determine whether it interferes with your non-negotiables for relationship. And if it does, then yes, accountability is in order. Accountability is absolutely in order. When you make a decision to show up in relationship in these ways and use these tools to help you navigate through disappointment, it will allow you to respond rather than react. All right. The bottom line is this, and it, it's a bottom line that really has us in mind. Forgiveness is always in order. Always. The Bible tells us to forgive because we desire to be forgiven. So forgiveness is always in order. But what I have found, I found it to be true for myself, is that if I refuse to forgive, if I hang on to disappointment, the very thing that breeds from disappointment is resentment. And resentment breeds separation and isolation. We find ourselves withdrawing because of it. We don't want to deal with, with people because of it. And I started at the beginning of this saying that God created us for relationship. And so if we are allowing disappointment to fester and grow into resentment and grow into separation and grow into isolation, that is not God's best for us. He created us to be in relationship with one another. And the very virtue of that means that we have to understand how to deal with disappointment when it occurs. And so I hope these 10 things, these 10 strategies will help you deal with disappointment better. But the biggest question that I want you to consider right now is what adjustments do you need to make? You see, we don't mature and grow because we hear this. We mature and grow because we respond and we begin to see and reflect and identify how we need to change. What help do you need? What help do you need to navigate through what you feel? You've got to answer those questions for yourself. 
How do you need to shift and adjust with how you deal with others, how you deal with relationship, and how you deal with disappointment? That is the biggest thing that I hope you take away from this. And so, as I mentioned before, enrollment for Power Play, I'd love to be your mentor. Enrollment for Power Play is open for February and March. That's a ways off. But I want you to know a mentor's job is to sharpen you, it's to ooze with wisdom and insight that helps you become better, that helps you really navigate life to your success and your greatness. And so, I'd love to be your mentor. Enrollment is open for a later date. But even more than that, I want to personally invite you again to Unstoppable 2022. I invite you to go to my website to learn more. It's November the 14th through the 16th. My website is www.denisetaylor.live. This event is going to be different than the others. It is not going to live stream because of the sensitive nature of things that we're going to talk about, which means that you need to register to take part. Many of us have drawn a line in the sand whether it's related to disappointment or the traumatic experiences of miscarriage, abuse, and abortion. If that is you, plug in. I don't want you to stay stuck. I want you to build a life that you love. That's what I help women do. Build a life that you love. And I look forward to seeing y'all next Wednesday for Winning Wednesdays. And always, like I say, embrace your power and go. See you guys next time.